Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this Improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, the 27th of June. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on talk. Coming up, Vladimir Putin has vowed to punish the leaders of the Wagner Rebellion and claimed Ukraine and the West want to see Russia choke in bloody civil strife. Meanwhile, deporting illegal channel migrants to Rwanda will cost, wait for it, £169,000 each new Home Office figures reveal, of course. That assumes anyone is actually ever deported. And English and Welsh cricket is entrenched in racism, sexism, classism and elitism, a damning new report has found. Uh, the time right now is 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Um, thank you very much indeed for your company. Great to have you join us uh, today. As always, lots to talk about at home and abroad. Attention. Perhaps moving away a little bit uh, from events in Russia over the weekend, but certainly big developments. And uh, the Foreign Secretary James Cleverly giving a statement to the House of Commons yesterday saying that the UK government is preparing for all scenarios. Putin remaining, uh, a civil war, uh, a new leader, uh, but certainly big developments yesterday with Vladimir Putin uh, finally uh, speaking for the first time since Saturday, uh, a live address from the Kremlin, uh, denouncing rebel leaders, but urging forgiveness of the patriot mercenaries who had fought in Ukraine, but vowing to punish the leaders, although he didn't name uh, the uh, actual leader of the Wagner group, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, uh, but he said that uh, they did want to choke Russia in bloody civil strife and said any blackmail is doomed 
to failure. Uh, for his part, Prigozhin himself had earlier made an 11-minute audio message which he put out on Telegram uh, defending the march um, and uh, denying that it was a coup attempt, which uh, rather goes against everything he was saying uh, on the Saturday. So we're talking about all of that and, of course, what is going on with migrants. Uh, Stephen Lawrence, uh, new uh, sixth suspect, publicly named for the first time. Accusations of groping against a Tory uh, candidate for London mayor and, of course, that cricket report. And, oh, goodness me, so much more MPs voting to try and help you with your mortgage. You name it, it's happening today. And I'm delighted to say, uh, giving his commentary, is toppence worth on all of that will be Conservative commentator Benedict Spence. Good morning to you. Good morning. Let's start with Russia. Um, um, it is absolutely fascinating what, what both Bogorzhin and uh, Bogorzhin and, and Putin have had to say. Mm. What was interesting was that Bogorzhin, in his statement, he said that his muti was a masterclass in how to launch an invasion that showed Kremlin leaders he could have seized Ukraine within a day. Yes, I mean, he's very good at selling himself, isn't he? Or potentially selling himself to uh, various African dictators and warlords as well, given yeah. that he is very much a man for hire and not particularly popular in Russia right now amongst the, the parts of the elite. Um, it, I mean, the whole thing was exhilarating and terrifying in, in, in equal measures. And we still aren't entirely sure what it was that motivated yes. it. Well, again, um, I mean, he's, he's on the day he was talking about we need to get a new president. Yeah. And and now he's saying no, it wasn't a coup. He just wanted yeah. to highlight some of the failings of the defence ministry. Mm. It was it, that's the thing. It's changed tack slightly, and you know Vladimir Putin having said that you know in 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 the beginning that that everything would be crushed, and then they were pardoned, and then they won't be pardoned. But you know so the investigation, yes, he, yeah, the rank to, and file will be yes, pardoned. Go but to but also head off to Belarus. There's mm. a deal um, organised by Alexander Luk- Lukashenko, the mm. Belarusian president. Um, um, but but and you'll, you won't face treason charges, and yet those charges apparently are still live. Also, let's be honest, Vladimir Putin doesn't have a very strong history of saying <laughs> that bygones be bygones. Yes. I mean, it's one of the weird things, of course. And, yeah, there was a lot of commentary from uh, people in the West saying, ah, oh, this shows how weak Putin is, that, you know, Russia is on the brink. And you think, well, what do most dictators do when they're backed into a corner? Uh, swift and bloody reprisals yeah. is what happens. They get rid of their rivals. Uh, this rival is out of the country now. And actually, being in Belarus is no guarantee of your safety. If anything, it's probably no, slightly worse. I was going to say, um, yes. But it's a difficult situation. I was going to be banished anyway. I'm not sure Belarus would be my, my top number one choice. Of all the, even of all the ex-Soviet the satellite maybe. states, it's yes. not actually top of the list. It's pretty low down. Uh, but the tricky Let's thing is... Let's our question today. Where would you like to be banished to? <laughs> which which ex-Soviet state would you prefer? What are the stands? Uh, Kazakhstan welcomes you with open arms. Um, the problem is uh, Russia can't really prosecute this war without the Wagner group, actually. They are... This, no, this is the bit I don't understand because mm. we were told, look, this is a mercenary group. They're very ruthless. They're very brutal. 25,000 men. Now it's emerged some, you know, only 8,000 men. But I suppose you've got 8,000 elite troops. Um, I mean, some of them will be elite, you know, former, you know, proper mercenaries. Mm. An awful lot we know have been recruited basically, you know, out of Russian prisons. Oh, hello, you've been done for murder and rape. You're going to spend your life behind bars. Yeah. Would you like to have a chance of getting out? You fight for me for six months, you can have your freedom. Mm. Um, the crack troops, not necessarily all of them well, but is it just the ability and willingness to quit commit I was going to say crack, crack troops no savages yes yeah. and actually very experienced in some parts of the world or at the very least the leadership is and mm. if you've got that kind of motivating factor of people who have fought across the Sahel in the Middle East uh, that can be quite a motivation if you're just somebody who's come out of prison and then you're told well yeah. if you don't do what I say I'm going to shoot you and you know I'm going to shoot you because I've done that to x many people whereas the Russian rank and file by and large, they're reservists, they're untrained, and so are the officer class. Yeah. Um, so that's the way to think about this. These people are savages. There's no other yeah. word for it. Um, whereas the main body of the Russian army 
is just a bit useless, broadly speaking. Uh, well, I think we've certainly seen that. And that point, yes, he could have seized Ukraine, and it is. But mm. let's let's have a little listen to um, uh, uh, what Russian President Vladimir Putin uh, had to say about the Wagner Group, uh, sort of be- betraying their country. Um, this, of course, uh, uh, being being dubbed. I, I always think if if you are a strong man. You really want to be able to choose who does the dubbing for you, don't you think? Anyway, let's have a little listen to what Putin had to say in an address to the Russian people yesterday. The civil solidarity has shown that any blackmail, any attempt to create internal turmoil is doomed to failure. I repeat, we saw the greatest consolidation of society. The organizers of the rebellion, having betrayed their country, their people, also betrayed those whom they dragged into the crime. They lied to them, pushed them towards death, under fire, to shoot their own people. It was precisely this outcome, fratricide, that Russia's enemies wanted, both the neo-Nazis in Kyiv and their Western masters, and all sorts of national traitors. They wanted Russian soldiers to kill each other. See what I mean? <laughs> about, the, about the guy doing the translating. I'm just saying. And you, want, you want to be able to go, no, this is the guy who does my English translation. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, look, th- th- this is what he had to say. Look, there's a lot of showboating by both sides right now. Mm. Ah, where do you think this ends? It's, I mean, it's very difficult to know where it ends because there are actually so many. I mean, I'm not sort of sitting yeah. on the fence. There are so many potential outcomes. Very few of them are good. Um, I don't think that uh, Evgeny Progozhin is ever going to be president of Russia. I can no. rule that one out, yeah. I think. Uh, as to whether or not Vladimir Putin will sort of stay in place for a long time, I'm not so sure. We would have to see, I think, in the next week, you know, people being removed, people being changed, moved around, whether or not that was going to be the case. Uh, but certainly, I think Progozhin would not have done what he did if he didn't feel that he had the backing of senior elements of the military. And the fact that you know, elite GRU and VDV units refuse to step in and stop him shows that that yeah. is perhaps only tacitly, but it is there. There is some sympathy for what the Wagner leader was saying. So could there be a change at the top of the military establishment, but keeping Putin in place? That's entirely possible. But Clearly, people are not happy with how the Something war is being is run. Something is going on, indeed. Uh, well, we shall uh, look to, you know, talk to top experts once again on the show about all of that. Uh, let's turn our attention also to uh, migrants very much in the news. Um, I mean, two, two, two things out today. One is the latest Home Office figures that have been revealed showing that the cost of sending each individual migrant to Rwanda, if and when those deportations ever happen, if the illegal migration bill goes through, I mean, getting it through the House of Lords is, is hard enough, mm. uh, will be £169,000. But, wait for it, uh, that's a saving of £106,000 because otherwise um, hotels and things for four years uh, would, uh, would, would cost more. So the net cost is £63,000. I mean... Surely you can get, you know, Michael O'Leary at Ryan, Ryanair to sort that <laughs> bit quicker. That doesn't include the cost of all the legal aid, court costs and, and those who remain. I mean, you know, and it doesn't actually end up working out. Um, so the 11,000 channel migrants who've arrived so far this year, mm. we're expecting many, many more. That cost would be £1.8 billion. However, the cost would be £11 billion, we're told, in hotel costs and others if there isn't any action. I mean... These numbers are just off the scale. We had Tony Abbott, the former Australian yeah. Prime Minister, on the show yesterday saying, look, the French aren't doing enough. And we re- you know, if the French really wanted to stop this, it really was a will, they would agree to us being allowed to just you know, get the boats. Great. Thank you very much. Put them on another boat and just send them back. Mm. That you could you would destroy the people smuggling trade within a week if you, you did would. that. Yeah, Australia actually did very well in yep. terms of you know uh, tackling illegal immigration by and taking, tackling loss of life. Yes, exactly, by having a very no nonsense approach. 
Um, I suppose the argument would be for spending this amount of money on the Rwanda deal is it looks a lot of money for one person in isolation, but if it you know if it dissuades ten other people from coming, that's the that's, thing. I it? mean, I've lived in Africa. Everybody who's worked out there knows you know if you're going to strike a deal with an African government, it's going to be a little more expensive than you initially thought, and costs will add on uh, being tacked on. But that's the way to think mm. about this. It's a long term thing. If you can prevent more people coming, actually, it'll look like small change if it has that dissuading effect. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's the key thing, isn't it? It's the it's the impression. But the key thing is, um, you know, this MPs on the Women's Inequalities Committee, um, I mean, properly mad, this bunch. I mean, properly mad, headed by Caroline Noakes, who thinks she's a Tory MP. I mean, lol. Um, she genuinely thinks, she thinks that, she's a Tory in the same way that some children think they're cats. Yeah, I mean, well, exactly. In the same way that it. she genuinely... She, mm. Caroline Noakes never comes on the show. And she's told me categorically why she never comes on the show. It's because I'm transphobic, because I don't believe that women have penises. Yes. I mean, I mean, that's literally why a Tory MP won't come on the show. I'm thinking, yeah, we can all live with that, right? Um, but um, they basically say under the new illegal migration law, they, they should not allow detention or deportation to Rwanda of children. Now, I know some people understand that, but the moment you say, aha, if you've got uh, no children being deported, you then also have people who, under human rights legislation, will say, well, I'm with my child, mm-hmm. so I can't be deported. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, every single people smuggler goes, it's, it's four grand for the boat, and another four grand for the child. Mm-hmm. And that they literally, this is how they deal. This is how they do things. They're not we, stupid. They're already <laughs> adverts. They're already Instagram and everything. Yeah. They're already adverts for like, you know, we can provide a child and documentation to prove this is your child. Mm. Um, they also want benefits boosted, but also hilariously, I mean, this is ridiculous. They also urge that the translators for migrants should require LGBT sensitivity training. I can't believe it's not LGBTQIA plus training. I mean, frankly, that that's outrageous. Of them. But apparently because they don't want the translators to, wait for it, affect asylum claims with their unconscious bias. We are living mm. in an insane asylum. These people are not coming from countries that have these LGBT plus movements. They aren't. It's not a there thing. There is no plus. It's well. There is no plus. Well, there's a campaign for it. And they certainly don't have it in Afghanistan. That's the thing. You can say that, you know, you can give them a translator saying, I can oh. cater to all your needs. And those people will look at you like, OK, I just want a house. Like, that's not actually Benedict, my priority. Benedict, I'm going to ask you to leave the studio because I believe that your unconscious bias is now showing. And I'm, I'm, what do you mean unconscious? I will, I'm, it's I've entirely had, conscious. I've always made this point. All of my biases. I've been awake for two hours. I know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> all of my biases are absolutely <laughs> conscious. Anyway, it's coming up to 6.45. We'll look at the front pages next. And calm. This is Talk <laughs> Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.